And welcome to another edition of the Sartorial Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance. We've been off a little bit, but we are back, and let's jump right into the download. Now, during our time away, there have been a plethora of games that have dropped and this week they're talking about one that came out about two weeks ago or so and it's atomic heart and it is out for the playstation 4 5 xbox one s x pc and it's on game pass now it's an action first person shooter from publisher munfish excuse me developer munfish publisher focus entertainment it is a adventure excuse me an, an adventure first person shooter which takes place in a alternate universe Soviet Union. The combat of the game consists of shooting and slashing with improvised weapons. A wide variety of enemies is featured, which may be mechanical, biomechanical, biological, or, or, and some are airborne. Now, this game is one that many looked at as definitely inspired by Bioshock with its sort of dystopian at dystopian but sort of um 1950s futuristic uh futuristic setting uh with robots automatons being a part of life trying to really set up this sort of utopia uh using technology in a uh quasi 1950s era russia and I will say that I've enjoyed what I've played so far. I'm still working through the game. It does, it is kind of slow getting started. uh, And I know it sets up the story and everything, but that first half hour or so felt like it started or it went too long. Um, As far as the quote unquote tutorial section and getting up to the story and it's like, come on, like, just, just get on with it. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So I was getting a little bit bored with the first actually it's more about the first 45 minutes of the of the game but once you get into it and the story the story really starts to unfold it is a game that if you are a fan of the bioshock series um, i would definitely pick it up just for their overall aesthetic but as far as just a first person shooter as a whole i enjoy it i like what the developer has done with this game I like the setting. It's interesting because I've heard uh, many people speak because of the current geopolitical climate about this game. And listen, it's a work of fiction. It has nothing to do with real world politics. So, hey, it was fun to play. It is fun to play. And I look forward to continuing more uh, in this game. So that's the game Atomic Heart available for all platforms, pretty much except for the Switch for obvious reasons uh but oh no another comment though i will say and i think this may be one of the times where it may be more so of my my television if you've listened before you know that my primary gaming tv is like a 720 plasma tv from like 2007 i've had this tv for quite a while and it the game does not look as pretty as it does on the commercial obviously the commercials are going to be showing shown running on the highest end pc or the highest end xbox but there are a lot of games when i play them uh, in real life they look very pretty this one just it maybe something about the greediness of the game 
especially when I get into the the first levels underground and everything. I'm I'm not as impressed by the visuals as I thought I would be. Now, don't get me wrong. They look good. I'm just not as impressed with them as I thought I would be. That might change going forward or maybe if I hook it up to another television that's of uh, a newer lineage and higher uh, picture output um, in the house, I'll see a difference. But for right now, I'm just like it's it looks OK uh, running on an Xbox one. And yes, I'm talking about an Xbox one, not a Series S or X. But there are a lot of games that come out that on all systems. It's going to be all the Xbox systems and look absolutely phenomenal on the xbox one so that's my take on atomic heart check it out if you checked it out if you played it let me know what you think drop me info drop me a line at info at websterstylemagazine.com or hit me up on the socials you know how we do next up is the short takes now with the short takes it was kind of hard given a lot of trailers but let's be frank a lot of these trailers lately have been absolute garbage but that is until i saw the Pope's Exorcist. Now, it is inspired by the actual files of Father Gabriel Amorth, chief exorcist of the Vatican. In this case, he is played by Academy Award-winning actor Russell Crowe. So the Pope's Exorcist follows Amorth as he investigates a young boy's terrifying possession and ends up covering up, uncovering a centuries-old conspiracy the Vatican has desperately tried to keep secret. Now, let me tell you, if you're not seen this trailer, watch this trailer. This trailer is freaky. Like it 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 gives me shades of what an exorcism movie should be like. Because we've gotten several in the past couple of years, but this is an excellent trailer to really get you hooked into this movie, want to see what's going on. It has enough sort of scares with the whole exorcism and everything. This is definitely a movie I want to see. And and it's weird because now you really have to make the distinction of this is a movie I want to see in theaters compared to this is a movie I want to see on streaming. Oh, no, this is a movie I want to see in theaters, like straight up. This looks like this would be an amazing movie to watch in a the theater. It's uh, we, we horror fans have had a we get to go through many renaissances every now and again. It's like, oh, they don't put out horror. Then you got one horror movie as well. And then they start putting out a bunch of horror. We got Megan went in. in January, which is now out on Peacock, Peacock Uncut, which I got watched that. A couple of the movies that come out, we have uh, now this is coming out as well. So I am looking forward to this when it comes out. Speaking of horror, next up we have The Blackening. So The Blackening centers around a group of black friends who reunite for a Juneteenth weekend getaway, only to find themselves trapped in a remote cabin with a twisted killer forced to play by his rules the friends soon realize that this ain't no mf in game i have to say this trailer i was not i did not know what to expect um with this trailer i love it when movies especially uh movies dealing with people of color and their cultures how they're able to really utilize and twist stereotypes uh both that communities have within themselves and also say the quote-unquote majority has about them 
And The Blackening is definitely one of those movies looking at the trailer. It's directed by Tim Story, who has directed a plethora of movies. He directed the Italian John movies, the uh, original first two uh, Fantastic Four movies, uh, and a whole bunch of other movies that uh, we've all have seen over the years. But I've had his name in a while, so it's nice to see him directing again. Not saying he went anywhere, but... You know, hadn't heard his name in a while. And the writers are from various uh, well-known uh, shows that are on the air at the moment. But I am hard-pressed to get a take on this. I'm not sure if it's play for laughs or play for scares. Um, or it's, it's supposed to be a horror comedy or just horror movie with a little bit of comedy thrown in. Because how even the trailer really starts off as far as once you get into its premise the sort of opening black enough and with the the gentleman the nerdy gentleman stating that he voted for trump twice it almost comes off like an snl skit uh, and i don't mean that in a bad way i just mean that's the sort of comedy that is there and then it gets a little bit darker so i'm very interested to see this movie particularly because of the tone and also looks like they're going to really uh lampoon a lot of those stereotypes very well in this movie so i am looking forward to that so that's the blackening so definitely short takes the pope's exorcist and the blackening are two movies i definitely want to see in the theater all right, now we've got the short takes out of the way. Let's talk about Picard. Now, since we've been gone for about a week or so, uh, we have two episodes of Picard to talk about. And I like it this way in, in this case because we've gotten to see the evolution of uh, that story. With the episode two, we got that revelation or revelation that uh, Jack was indeed the son of Picard and Beverly and... I liked how that played out. I love the banter between Picard and Riker. And Riker has this like giddy, like, can't you see this? Like, I see that he looks just like you. He acts just like you. And, and he's like, why can't you see what we all see? Sort of thing. And I, I, I love that aspect of it. Uh, I love the sneakiness. Not so much sneaking of Jack, but Jack has grown up as this rogue. Uh, throughout his life with his mom and it's interesting seeing that lack of um it's almost like an alternate universe of a young picard and i hate to put it that way because we and i forget the episode where picard's life changed when he got the when he got into the fight with the, i believe it was the nausicans and he ended up getting it was was it tapestry when we saw that happen and q rewrote his life where he didn't take risks uh, and where he stopped taking risks and things of that nature. It's almost as we're seeing Picard if the whole Nazi incident never happened in many respects. Um, so I, I like that part of it as well. Uh, really, uh, we got a, a very excellent introduction to the villain in episode two and the villain knowing all about all of them just like totally for them and it really made it hard for them to plan some sort of attack or defense because there was a, a genuine element of fear there because this is an enemy with whom they know nothing about 
but she knows all about them. Even psych records. Uh, when she said something about Shaw and his record and, he, and this, this flushness that came over his face. Great acting, by the way. But he's in, in, he's in his head like, how the fuck do you know about that? Who the, like you see like all of that in his in his face when she's saying all of these things. So I I like that aspect. I I like episode two because you got more of the character building uh, there. And then with Ravi and her character and doing stupid shit as she does, uh, with Worf coming in to save the day like a damn badass. It with the half bat left and just slicing people up. This is the one benefit of Star Trek being on a subscription service. Worf can come in and cut people's cut off Ferengi heads, and he's a blood splurt and everything else. Not quite anime ish, but it's damn good in that regard. So, and then we bleed into episode two. In episode two, it's very much cat and mouse with the Shrek and the Nebula. You get a lot more evolution of the story and you come to find out that is the changelings or at least a rogue faction i love the revolution of that or revelation of that and how Worf says i have an old friend in the collective who gave me information in the great link i'm like oh you know that's Aldo. um rest in peace renee and i love these connections to to bring back the changelings, I, I love, you know, because after the Dominion War and after all of that ended, you, you, you know, you wonder what happened. And the fact that there's this rogue faction of changeling terrorists, I love that idea, that intrigue, that you never know who is actually who they're supposed to be. And thus to trust no one from Beverly. And I'm not sure if she was up on that or not, but we will soon find out. I love that reveal. And then the way the Shrek was using that portal weapon to just totally like outwit the Titan. It was so amazing. I love the tech. I, I love the tech and how they're utilizing it. It was straight like, you know, if you play Portal, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It was like Portal when in Star Trek had a baby in that episode. It was really great. And then the end and how totally disgusted Riker was at Picard for listening to him. As they slowly drift powerless into the middle of the nebula. That whole episode three, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. It was so well done. It was so well shot. It, I felt like I was... These three episodes as a whole, I literally feel like I'm watching a really long next-gen movie. I have no qualms about Star Trek Picard Season 3 so far. It has been executed masterfully, in my opinion. And if you are not... Look, skip the first two seasons. Let's be frank about it. Look, Seven of Nine, you don't need to know anything about her from watching the first two seasons. Same thing with Ravi. You get a pretty, not a pretty good, decent, a pretty, you get an understanding of her backstory in episode one and two. You don't need to go back and watch season one. Season three right now is where it's at. So definitely check out season three of Picard. You will not be disappointed by the time this drops. Excuse me. By the time this drops. 
episode four will be out. So definitely take a look. Now, I have always been one to not have or not like things in my pocket. Uh, I ditched a bulky wallet some years ago, and I've been using this travel wallet, the minimalist travel wallet that I purchased, that literally I purchased for travel, especially when I was traveling a lot for work back a couple years ago. However, it has really become my main wallet, but that one has gotten a bit long in the tooth, and I've yearned to be even more minimalist. So I recently picked up the Rabob Men's premium vegan vegan leather minimalist wallet card holder off of amazon and surprisingly for something that claims to be 100 percent vegan leather made by hand in india it was just five bucks on prime uh so yeah i'll put that, that link in the show notes if you're interested and i have to say i was really impressed with the quality i am really trying to minimize what i carry i don't carry cash most of the time it's really just cards and even so, I try to only have one or two cards with me and include an ID in any given time. But let's be frank. And who's really pulling out every single card that you have with every single account? You're only really taking the ones that you have money in, like for real, for real. But also, uh, I also installed, hooked up all of my prominent accounts to my Google Pay. So I still have access to cars that I don't typically bring with me because of uh, touchless uh, pay or point-to-click pay in many stores nowadays. So this uh, Rebob wallet has a, a great, I got it in a tan, it's a great tan leather color and it feels really good in the hand and it's something that seems very durable i've i've dropped it thrown it um i think i've stepped on it at this point in time uh, in the course of the few weeks since i've had it and it still looks the same as it does the day i took it out of the packaging and i like the packaging as well it was like in this uh in this box and then in this little bag so i really liked um excuse me it was a branded box uh, with the Rebob name on it and then wrapped up and in this little bag and you pulled it out. So I, I really like the presentation, especially for something that's just $5 on Amazon. So I can't complain with this. And I think it's something if you're looking for a very minimalist uh, wallet card holder, I think it's definitely you might something you might want to check out or something similar. So like I said, I'll leave a link in the show notes. Uh, to see if they have any more in stock because it looks like it might be a product that they're phasing out because I went to the main website outside of Amazon and it's not something that is on their website as for being sold. So it may be an item they used to have that they've discontinued that they're using Amazon to get rid of that stock. So definitely uh, check it out when you get the chance. Now, speaking of Amazon, getting to our fragrance of the week uh, I have been hearing all the rage about fragrances from the house of Latafa and how many of their fragrances smell just as good or if not better than some of the fragrances they're inspired by and if you have listened to me before you know that I have a great affinity for oud so I decided to pick up for some reason, I thought I was picking up Oud Mood, which is an Oud Rose fragrance. I ended up picking up Oud Intense, 
and it's only 25 bucks for a really large and beautiful in my opinion i love the gold and brown um lettering on here and again it's not like a super duper fancy bottle but i i like it i like the way it feels in the hand i like the way it looks for just 25 bucks so 100 mls for 25 bucks on amazon with prime and you're going to find notes of saffron and nutmeg in the top heart notes of geranium woody notes and lambdanum and then base notes of oud wet oud vanilla and leather and let me tell you i absolutely love this it is oh man for the the winter i mean i'm gonna wear this all year round don't get me wrong but when i first wore it after i first got it it was a cold crisp day and i did some traveling and much like say when i talk about echelon from kimberly new york it really emanated with, from me from with my body heat in the cold like it was just like it was a very nice scent bubble around me the whole day i got about 10 hours with this fragrance it's one that honestly i would literally just i would probably overspray this and i think i did the first day because i got a, a comment from from the spouse on that um how it was like literally i was five feet away from her and she smelled me <laughs> so um it's, it's definitely one that has projection especially if you overspray but i absolutely love it man i this is one i would i would wear every day but i know sometimes it's just it's too heavy for what i need it for but it it is such a a nice uh the oud is beautiful the spiciness the woody notes and again i am a sucker for vanilla in a fragrance so I love the vanilla and the leather as well. That 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 base with the combination of the oud, the leather, and the vanilla just works so well. And I'm actually wearing it today. Today I actually wore it in combination with the oud wood uh, shea butter that I picked up from um, ATL Perfume Chick. I I love the combination. I love how the oud wood just heightens the oud. Um, in this, it, I, it did that in Zaharoff as well when I wore them together, but I like this. The only thing I don't like though, and this is something I noticed and this is because of the shea butter. Uh, once the fragrance from the shea butter dies down, the prominence of the shea butter smell itself is really there. And that's a very stark contrast to the fragrance. And even by that point in time, everything's very much skin scent. That shea smell really overpowers any remnants of the fragrance that is there so that is my only thing about that and using that as a moisturizer or even as a layering device when it comes to not just uh intense oud but every fragrance that i have really tested out as a layer with the oud wood so that's what i am wearing and who knows what i'm going to wear today but today is a new day and a new day to you or that you can support support us in many different ways you can become a producer on patreon for as low as one dollar a month that's right i'd buy that i buy that for a dollar and you should buy that for a dollar too uh or you can also check us out and use our affiliate link on pete and pedro now one of the things about pete and pedro is that i really love and i mean love because i've bought from them their fragrance line it is a 
line that is inspired by some of the most prominent fragrances, designer fragrances out there for the affordable price of just 49 bucks for its 50 ml bottle. I've talked at length about Villain, which is an interpretation inspired by Tom Ford's Tobacco Vanilla, 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 however you pronounce it. And I love them. I think that you will too, but also there have a whole host of um, hair and grooming products there as well. If you're interested, use the code EHAWKS10 for 10% off your purchase, your first purchase, or the code in the show notes as well. Also, I am very much always trying to find ways to not suck down coffee all day. Um, try to find other ways of natural energy a little pick me up when i need it and w energy drink is one that i found to be very useful and as you're interested pick up 10 percent off your first order using the code webster man or the link in the show notes but you know this is the end and you can find me literally everywhere on the internet nowadays you can find me every week with my man brian saff over on nerds rule the world talking about the latest video games with the nrw checkpoint you can already also talk to me and see me talking wrestling baby with kuya p and sean mangold also nerds rule the world on kfabi baby the nrw ring generals podcast of course, you can find me on social media, Instagram, Webster Style, and Sartorio and Geek, Twitter, Webster Style, TikTok, underscore Webster Style. And of course, anything and everything that is Webster Style can be found at WebsterStyle.com. And again, questions, comments, want to be on the show, drop me an email at info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com. Again, thank you for your time. Thank you for your listening ear. And remember, stay safe out there and be blessed. Tuesday had to be Bowtie Thursday. Had to be White Wednesday. Uh, I don't. Well, I know last time. Well, I wore polka dot. You didn't. Wear, oh, I miss right, million them heels killing them, but I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bowtie Thursday. Pasta cream in your heels looking sharp. They acting like you don't know the rules up in the workplace. Must I remind you it was till on your birthday? Don't get me wrong, I think we killed in the birthdays. And you picked the hell of fit for the church day. Let's say you picked the wrist game for it. Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchase. Pick a color scheme that can match the very corset. Seems. Do it again. Not, chicks be looking thick leggings, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know.
Take a hint, though. Don't try to get me at a moment. Moment, though. Smoking hot, rocking this pin. So thin, tie hairline, looking like a stint. So pimp, no lie, I'm sharper than a utensil. Instrumental, plain dang, homie. I was hoping we could walk out with that bang bang, honey. See them plain James, honey. Them lame friends, honey. We tell it better, crazy like I think came on me. Hey, mommy. Look a lady, main thing. Want me on the scene. Fit popping like a main vein. Running blood color, lips smashing with the hand. Clutch money, holding back. Kinda funny, can you tell me what's the price I got the range rover? Hang on me, when we walking, looking Gucci like that thing sprayed on me. Walking with a limp like an ankle sprang on me. Yeah, I rocked the cardigan. She don't really want me because one man should have all that style. Take it out, clothes on the floor, pass it. And the one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. No one man should have all that style. Take it off, clothes on the floor, pal. And no one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes. Oh, you wanted to. Oh, I completely read that wrong.